0: Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Corey and Ryan talk about how to take advantage of your firm or brand account and how to separate the content you post from your personal voice.
1: Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. I think we need to, you made the point last week, we need to come up with a new intro, change it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I agree, it's time, Um, and we'll figure that out. I was thinking of some, now that we have so many shows, we could do something cool where we had like a clip from other shows that just ties in or some of our best episodes, and I don't know, um, maybe like a quick 15 second something or other. But um, yeah, I feel like we had a couple good ones, so
1: we could probably do that, but. Sounds like work for me.
0: Yeah, or or Cisco, so I don't know what he's capable of, but maybe we could put him on it and just show him all the files and see what he can do try it out. You'll probably end up doing it. It's important. shows yeah, it sure important. Agreed.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Um, what are we rapping about today? Today is, um, I feel
0: like this is something more in your, your court or your specialty, if I had to say, but this is how to use your firm or brand account. And the way you described it to me is to have a brand voice rather than your own voice. You're not just yourself everywhere. And I think that was something that was difficult for me to separate. So I would like for you to at least lay the stage and explain it to everybody of, of what you mean when you're speaking from a brand voice and what you're thinking when you say to use a brand account
1: okay. or firm um, account. Yeah. So most advisors set up a, I mean, they have a brand. It's not always, um, even if it is your last name, like John Smith Wealth Management, they generally will set up and, and have the website and a logo and have social accounts That represent that brand and not the person John Smith, rather the the firm John Smith Wealth Management. And I think that a lot of advisors are not taking advantage of using that account to communicate um, more often and more frequently. And the reason I say that is one, because I see it. I don't see a lot of firms using the brand account as frequently as they should. And two, it's a real opportunity to be more frequent and not care about diluting your, um, brand, uh, you know, not, not using, not oversaturating the market with yourself, rather use the brand. And if people unfollow it, they unfollow it, but it's a really good commercial to be active with the brand account. So with that, what are your thoughts?
0: Um, I would say the thing that I was, was hardest for me, or the thing that I like is I guess like your brand can kind of, like you said, share content without you having to flood your page. And it can kind of be specific. Like, for example, I feel like we could show a bunch of show clips on the brand page and it would fit in with the advisor show. It's on LinkedIn more than if I kept doing it. I think it would still be okay, but uh, I think people would get tired of it. It's less expected. People expect me to write personal stuff and to Mm -hmm. to tell you how I feel about things and, and to I guess give the give the direct advice and and speak from me and not just use my edited content. So I think that um, a custom message comes better, you know, from your own prof- profile. How would you suggest to somebody to speak from a brand voice?
1: So let me answer that one in a second, but I want to hit on what you just touched on because it's really important. Um, there's a human behavior that we all have and we all have an expectation of, but we all interact with things differently. We interact with brands with less of a microscope and less we're we're less harsh on brands than we are people. So if if you were sharing all these clips Ryan like you're saying and and putting out all the content that we represent, you would dilute the hell out of the or you would dilute the hell out of yourself and we would start to tune you out. Whereas if the brand does it, we tune the brands out anyways. So we don't even care. We just kind of scroll through it. And then you might say, "Well, Corey, what's the point if you tune it out?" Well, you tune it out to a point, you still see it. It's still a a touch point. It's still getting your eyeballs in front of something that has our brand on it. And likely because you tune this stuff out, you're not going to unsubscribe from it. So that's kind of the beauty of it. It's like, we know you're tuning it out, but you're still not going to take the second to unsubscribe because we're not doing anything wrong. And, and you're not seeing it really anyways. So there's a real interesting behavior there.
0: How would you use a company page to add to the value like how would you play against each other how would you ping pong both back and forth if you had a personal account like we do and the company page how do you think they can supplement each other and kind of add to each other's value rather than an advisor feeling like great now i have to manage two pages
1: i would use the company page to put out the boring stuff starting today
0: you do you think that's do you think that's worth it? I mean, what is boring to you? Do you mean the the boring stuff like the stuff that we that we were talking about the other day where you think people don't think of that in terms of like interest rates and how the mm-hmm. economy is doing and all that stuff? Speak from the like make your company page the advisor?
1: In a perfect I guess world. Both, but yeah. So in a perfect world, if you had seven days a week and you could only post seven days a week as an advisor, I would advise you to post five of those days thought provoking education or entertainment of value stuff that we want to engage in two of those days, I would say bring some of your professional insight into it. Cause that is a nice blend of this guy's smart. He knows what he's talking about or this person. I don't, you know, not boy or girl, this person is smart. They know what they're talking about, but they also get the human side. So you've got a nice five day, two day split. Now, if you were going to post a ton, which you should be, I would you can't post all of that interest rate, uh, you know, all, all of the stuff that comes from the BD that, that they offer you the canned content. Like, Because if you do that, you're going to dilute yourself. Do that through the brand.
0: And oh, what was I was about to say, I just had a comment. Um, I forget what it was. I forget what I was something about speaking from the You brand. can also but be yeah, funny
1: and witty with brands too because the brand has there's there's a runway there. We have so much it.
0: latitude. That's what I was going to say. How what do you suggest about making the brand page or the company page more human? Opening up to the employees and showing you guys and and speaking from the human side and uh, and then at what point does it become different I guess from your from your personal brand? I guess you're speaking from a different tone, but what do you think about, you know, opening up so people get to see what the real company is rather than just the boring stuff. Do you suggest trickling
1: that in there too, always? You have to establish this kind of, this might sound silly, establish a personality behind the brand that that whoever's managing that account can maintain. So it's a fictional character that lives within the office that is very witty and always has the snappy little jokes, but is also you know, the corporate side as well. And, and, and they really toe that line properly. Um, they put out the content that, that the corporation needs to put out the wall street content, but they're also in tune with, um, pop culture. They're, they're smart. They're snappy. They're witty. They make you laugh in the coffee break. Like that's how you create the best corporate account. Now I don't expect everybody to do that. It takes a lot of time, but we all know when we're on Twitter, when we're on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, when a brand is smart and snappy and witty, it makes you smile and it makes you laugh because you're like, that's not a real person, but they're pretending they're real. Like that's the next level. And I don't expect people to get there, but that's where you can really take this thing is when, you know, LeBron James trips or some, you know, uh, someone trips over their sneakers in the NBA finals and Coca-Cola is like on top of it. And they're like, well, that was awkward right? Like right, in Twitter, right, that's, I mean, right. that's the top of the brand game. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's timely. It's paying attention. That's, you know, probably outsourcing in some case, but it's interesting that it, it can get, it can bring you that next level, I guess, of, of attention. It gives you that extra voice to speak. And I remember every time you say this to me, I always, I made the joke at the beginning that, uh, it's like, you wanted me to be Jarvis from mm-hmm. Iron Man. So mm-hmm. it's funny to think about like that, that, almost supercomputer that's like almost a person but that's that's the way i think about a brand or yeah. or the way i guess a brand speaks in a sense
1: who's who's r2d2's little buddy in star wars it's a big shiny oh. guy that walks around oh fuck i mean yeah you know, i don't know whatever but the point is yeah. that's the brand they're a robot 3 po jeez yeah it's a robot that's like engages with you but like is not a real human but it's <laughs> a like, <guy>. you know <laughs>
0: you offend you just offended so many people
1: <laughs> that's all right i i look i won't pretend to be good with that stuff but my thing is sports you know i i, I don't play yeah. in that world uh, um anyway you watch look, the mandalorian it looks cool i just don't know that i could get into it
0: well, you'll never know if you don't try it. If you don't watch That's fair. it, fair. It's uh, wait for no, a rainy day and toss it on. But if you don't, but if you don't, if you're not a Star Wars fan, and honestly, I would actually suggest. I've heard a lot of people who are diehard S- Star Wars fans who actually don't like the Mandalorian as much, and maybe you would appreciate it because it comes from a, a different perspective. I don't know how accurate it is. I just think they played the show well. The second season, I have to watch the the, the third or fourth episode. It, it got a little boring, but it's it's fun. <laughs> So there's your real value for the
1: show today. If you're
0: thinking about trying, thinking about trying it, you know, try the Mandalorian.
1: So another thing I want to, um, another thing I want to talk about with the there brand you go. accounts. So your brand account should not mimic your account, and here's why: everyone who follows your account likely also follows the, or vice versa, everyone who follows the brand account likely follows your account. So don't mimic the two, um, because at that point you're just doing the same thing twice, and now you're actually Um, you know, it sounds harsh, but now you're actually spamming your audience because they follow your brand account because of you. So you've got to differentiate the content.
0: That's interesting. So what would you say to somebody who has established, uh, I guess, a personal or technical side on their brand currently, and they're looking to you know, grow their channel. I imagine some stuff creeps over. I know, even accidentally. At least I've shared the same video almost that we put on to the company That's okay. page. But that was two people doing think something at this different times, so I, I didn't think we were crossing over. But at the same time, how do you suggest somebody adds to the technicality on their company page when they're when they're kind of already established right now?
1: Here's the trick, and this is what I use in the corporate world as well: hit pause on the corporate brand for four days. And then start the feed and it's just a then it's just a backlog. And then the context you add in the marketing is a little bit more corporate and robotic than the personal context when you posted it. Hmm. But it's four days behind. It looks different, it feels different, and it lands different. And it's the same friggin content and it, it works.
0: That's a good idea. I like that, actually. So instead of obviously, you know, maybe popping up both things, you're just sharing it a couple days apart. So you're yep. getting the same message. That's a good idea.
1: Well, look, your your message needs to be the live message, Ryan. You need to be in front. You're the the face of the business. You're the face of the company. You're the face of the firm. What you say in real time matters. Now the brand catches on and says, oh, OK, this content's interesting. Let's add some more context to it and put it out into the world. That's just really how it works. So it's, it's on a delay. It's a tape delay.
0: Interesting. So for us, I guess, what would be the end goal, do you think, um, in terms of a company page? Do you think it's something that we'll really lean into and hire somebody just to do? Is it that important for the voice or is it something in the background? Like if if you, if you somebody had to have a choice, um, I mean, obviously, I think the personal brand and their personal page is where they should be spending most time. So let's say you have both. Well, where How would you segment your time?
1: All on the personal. I mean, that would be the, 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 the it's 9010. Um, we're going to do business with humans. I'm going to do business with you. I'm not going to do business with Emco Advisors. I want to work with you. You just happen to come through Emco Advisors. Gotcha. Yeah, completely agree. Look, it's a a really valuable channel to take advantage of is using the brand because it gives you double the access, right? So if you're on four social media platforms plus email, that's five mediums, you can use the social or use the brand to mimic that. Now you've got eight or 10, right? So there's a lot to it. Um, it's just time consuming and it's, it's the next step in marketing, right? This would be our, this would probably be in a 400 level class, right? We, we build your personal brand, build your business, get you out there. And then this is the next step. And then from there, we, you hire someone to do it, but it's super important. And, um, you know, if, if you had a big team and a group, you would want someone in charge of corporate marketing and they would, all they would do is corporate marketing. And part of that would be running the brand account.
0: And I think it's kind of like having a website like some people may say it doesn't matter um and or it may not be as important in terms of the hierarchy of what you're doing and where i think that's true but the the value seems to come from for some reason people like engaging or going through uh, a faceless channel sometimes to contact somebody so i think that the value of a website too is when somebody sees your personal brand they don't always want to go like hey ryan hey Corey, can i talk to you for a second sometimes mm-hmm. they want to go through the website or go through the corporate channel so it's true it, for some reason the the it just hits different so i think it's something where if you did have some time you could put some effort into it uh it, it definitely it definitely helps you know with the brand i think they ping like i said i think they, they bounce off each other and um at the end of the day you can try to follow the rules as much as you want but i think they just they end up benefiting each other just because you have more content out there two yeah
1: reasons. rising tide lifts all ships right so the more content yeah. the more value you can add the better um and let's not fool ourselves here the ones who are having the most success right now as financial advisor marketers um generally are you know whether they know it or not they're creating mini media companies i mean think yeah. of the guests we've had on the show who've had a lot of success they're out there creating their success through media and and that is a pillar of, of what's made them big and popular and, and we could go back weeks and, and penny and nick and anthony and Andre and and uh, uh, Keith and, you know, on and on and on. These people who have an audience are doing it through content and, you know, we can just call those micro media companies that they're building for themselves. And I wouldn't stop there. I would allow the second channel to be your firm.
0: I think it's so interesting that they all do it a little bit differently too, in terms of whether the humor, the technical content, I think that just goes to show of, uh, of, of, you know, I guess there's so many ways you can do it. It's just about it's about trying stuff and and putting stuff out. And we say that all the time, and it, and it gets cliche of, of just do more and work harder and all that stuff. But really, you know, just just having the uh, having the sure. having the voice or, or putting that out there and trying it is is, is how, left, how these guys found their way.
1: Yeah, and I left Mitch out. I apologize, Mitch. Um, you know, Mitch has a freaking live show every at 4:30 every day. I mean, that's that's he's he has a channel. That's his CNBC. Um, yeah, we so, were
0: talking. And like we were gonna do this show, and I was like, "Mitch has a show every day," and I was like, "That doesn't piss me off." And I was like, "We're doing this. We'll do this every day." However, like, I like I like Mitch. I like his show. If people like us, they'll like the show. If they don't want to follow it, you know, they, they won't follow it. That's what made me realize. Big release well, dropping December first from Nick Nielsen. I don't know what that. What does that mean? Something from him for you?
1: It's not for me. He. This is what we call um, self promotion. But since he's a loyal follower of the program, um, we'll allow it. Big release dropping December 1st. I'm excited. We'll see what it is. Um, look, I, a podcast. The, the content stuff is so important because whether or not people are watching what we're doing, you and I strip so much content out of these conversations every day, like literally zero people can watch. And it doesn't bother me because there's going to be a podcast episode. There's going to be three different video clips and then some idea that I'm going to jot down. So from that, six pieces of media and content come out of the show every day.
0: Yeah, it bothers me. But that's because I have low self esteem. Mitch, you are so good. He is so underrated. I agree. Mitch is awesome. He is underrated completely. I think anybody who makes content respects him doing a show every day and what he must put into it because he's always sharing his screen and talking about stocks. You have to have an extreme amount of knowledge to be able to be able to consistently put out uh, technical content and following like the, the economy, I guess the way he does a talented, underrated dude completely agree. Um, So, yeah, Um, anything else?
1: No, I just, uh, you know, the brand account thing is big and I think there's a lot of upside there, but don't jump too soon. You've got to establish your personal brand and take care of that one first.
0: Agreed. So um, Let's see. For the rest of the week, we were we were hustling so much of getting all these great guests that um, we were a little bit late this week. So obviously, we're always going to have you know a fun show for you guys, and we'll enter, uh, we'll get, we'll let you know which guests are coming on. Um, I don't want to announce the one you were just talking to me about because I don't know if she responded yet, but that would be an exciting guest to have on. Um, her and her dad are awesome, and they she just
1: been- did. She uh, just responded and in real time said she's interested but needs to know a little bit more. She's new to her role, so she's just being careful about. Sure, sure. sure. Yes, yeah, which I understand. Cool.
0: Which I'm glad I didn't say anything then, because if she said no, then would be like, oh shit.
1: So uh it's um, a good week also, not to have a lot of guests. I don't know yeah, what tomorrow's yeah. gonna bring. And yeah.
0: So hey, Corey, live. Do you want to do a night Thanksgiving show? Are you capable of doing that? You said you said nighttime, but I don't want to ruin your I don't want to ruin your family.
1: You won't ruin <laughs> my family, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think do that'll think? happen. What do you think? Um, I'm happy to, I I would be more than happy to pop down here, uh, for with a glass of red wine for an eight o'clock show, uh, or whatever time works. Okay.
0: Let's figure that out. If if
1: we're in the grind and we're feeling it, um, it could get rowdy. So let's do it. Yeah, If not, uh, no big deal.
0: Let's do, let's plan an eight o'clock show and call it something like second serving or something like that, or figure out something fun. So we'll have a show and, uh, and everybody can um i don't know we'll just have a fun show we'll think about we'll think about a fun topic to do for that night but we're just gonna i guess we'll do it at night while everybody's um while we're
1: sort everybody's of look everybody's in the same spot let's not pretend that there's like something awesome going on this year like you might be getting together with family like whatever but it's not going to be the same and no one's going to be this is not going to be the same party on thursday night that it typically is so yeah. if you're bored and you're looking for stuff and Uh, you've seen the Grinch 10,000 times and you want to do something different, we could probably put something together and jam with people. It might be fun.
0: Anything exciting for Black Friday?
1: I have a comment on this actually that gets me every year and I'm just so not disciplined and you financial advisors could probably straighten me out. I feel like I spend my money in the two weeks leading up to Black Friday and I don't wait for Black Friday. Like I buy the stuff I want like ahead of time because I can't wait. Is that bad behavior?
0: Uh, I mean, depends if you need it. It's always bad behavior. If you buy stuff, you don't need, I don't really, I mean, matter when you buy it, you can wait for it to be 50% off, I guess, but then you've just convinced yourself to buy something you don't, you don't need for less price, but you still spent X amount of dollars.
1: That's
0: so the plan that says you need to be you need to be more disciplined. Most is it a grind being you guys? Like do you guys
1: think about this stuff like over and over and over? Like, is it just time consuming in your head? Like, I could uh, use this, but I don't want to spend the two hundred bucks, but I know it'll really help, but like it's two hundred bucks. Like No, no. Because
0: like for me, it's like I don't buy clothes, I don't go many places, I don't I don't we don't go out to eat too much, I don't do that stuff. And I think about it as like, am I splurging or am I Am I, am I wasting too many dollars? You know, obviously everybody has to have fun. You can be you can be as strict as you want. Um, But yeah, there you go. Not bad behavior if you already have your funded goal. So I'm never overspending outside of my comfort zone. There's too many people who don't have any money and they're swiping the credit card because they know they're gonna get paid later. But those aren't usually the people that financial planners are working with because they're people who are acquiring assets. You know, somebody who, I mean, not to say people don't do budgeting, but I would say most people who I would meet who are ready for retirement, don't ever think they have enough but they're they're but they're doing really well. They've had good principles their whole life and that's usually why they're looking for help. I think they're smart people that know that's ready to hand something off. Good to know. It creates a creates a good relationship. Um yeah. Uh that's it. Good financial cool. planning lesson. So, you know, stop buying lights, Corey.
1: <laughs> or maybe you buy lights.
0: <laughs> I mean buy more lights. You're right. Mm-hmm. I do I'm you're right. No, I am cheap. For sure, that's why I don't ever worry. I'm cheap, and I'm I I. But I don't when I'm thinking about business or something, and I want something. Like for example, I was just like, I wonder what 1080p would look like, and I think it was an extra two hundred dollars for this. And I was just like, click. Like I don't look at my bank account or wonder, and I I know I have that much, so I'm I'm thinking about it. But I think the other thing is numbers have always stuck in my head, so I actually I'm not calculating to the cent how much money I have, but I always know what's going on. Like my plan or my finances kind of run through my head in a weird way, which is maybe why some of us creep towards financial planning because you can do that for other people. So I remember other people based on sometimes their plans rather than, you know, them as the person, because I can just numbers stick in my head.
1: Mm. Fair enough.
0: All right. So, you know, use your, use your firm brand and, uh, and be Jarvis and join us tomorrow for another awesome show where we talk about something that we decide tonight. Or tomorrow morning early. We? <laughs> no, we're Cheers, gonna, guys. gonna spend some time on that. Take it easy, guys. I'm excited to uh, excited to get some more guests on. You let us know if you want guests on too. Whoever you would like to see. If we're missing somebody that's not on and we can have them on, let us know. And um, you know, I'd be happy to reach out. All right, take it easy. Cool. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show.
1: We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors.
0: You finding success means everything to us.
1: If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating.
0: Thank you all.
1: Talk soon.